Hey, Nathan here. Before we get into the show, just a little heads up. This week's episode, we looked at Tech's football schedule and decided it went a little long. So we cut the episode in half. We'll look at six games this week and six games next week. So don't be surprised when it just seemingly ends in the middle of the season and next week just starts there. Anyway, let's get to the show. everyone and welcome to the go tech please don't die podcast a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm nathan i'm evan i'm Matt. and this week we'll just pretend like the season will go on as planned and do a preview of tech's 2020 football schedule yeah yeah uh as of now it's uh you know july 20th and we don't know what the cusa is going to do a lot of other conferences have said they're only doing conference schedules um cusa hasn't said anything yet so we'll see but i think we in this group are all kind of leaning towards it ain't happening in the fall but uh we'll see they also haven't merged with the sunbelt yet so that's a good sign i think well that's happening tomorrow we all know that oh oh, yeah that's right that's right (laughs) tomorrow from the show comes out or from when we're recording yes make sure it's in my calendar tomorrow from whenever you listen to this the day before it happens okay So yeah, that would be a good idea to go through the schedule. We had planned on doing this before the season anyway, go through and do a opponent by opponent, look at the schedule, see who we match up well against uh, some of the teams that we haven't played in a while, what they look like, what they, what we're expecting to see from them this year. And then kind of make a a quick prediction, not a binding one. So we can always go back on our word later of how we think tech will do in the game. And so starting up, Tech travels to Las Vegas to play in the new Raiders Stadium. Oh, wait, that got canceled too. Uh, Sam Boyd Stadium instead to play UNLV. Wasn't that stadium supposed to close? And then uh, what's going on with that? We were supposed to be playing in the Raiders Stadium, but then the Raiders said no, basically. Is okay, that my understanding that right? Okay, well, first, let's be clear here. It's Allegiant Field. Allegiant oh. Stadium, I should say. Okay, Allegiant well. Stadium. Do not besmirch. <laughs> the team that i don't even care about <laughs> i i apologize profusely for my disrespect apparently yes of them. apologize to mark davis's bowl cut 1997 caravan <laughs> well, so to answer your question about about why so when the game was scheduled and when the stadium was announced and everything else unlv had six home games and the agreement with allegiant stadium is that unlv can play six home games at that stadium per year and then Cal came in and said, hey, you want to play us at home the week before you're supposed to play Tech and we can open up Allegiant Stadium for you and bring a huge crowd and everything. And you and LV said, sure, thinking does, that they could keep the Tech game there the next week. Does and Cal actually happened. travel well? with? Fa- I mean, not this season. Go to home games well. I, I mean, <laughs> the Berkeley yeah. faithful are just itching to get to Vegas. Let me uh, speaking as speaking as someone who has family from that part of the country. Nobody from that part of the country leaves the state of California. They think that the state of California is the greatest thing to have ever happened in the history of the universe. I mean, honestly, everybody I know from California, uh, no offense, is uh, they think California. They think that California is the greatest state in the United States, and it's not. California sucks. What is the best state in the United States? I would say the District of Columbia. If that means we're a state, then I'll take it. Yeah, so Tech played UNLV one other time 
Who? in the history of the two programs. It was back when in 2012. Wait, I what? thought they played in the 90s, too. What? Did they not? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We played UNLV. Yeah. We played in them 20... in 2012. Yeah. Where? At Tech? In Ruston. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely this remember this. This Where is the was I game of the home and home. Eight years later? Yep. It's been That's pushed all... down the road for a while. Wait, wait, wait. I don't remember playing UNLV. They did play twice in the 90s. Evan was right. They played another home and home with UNLV taking both games 20 to 23, then 24 to 20. Man. Well, hold on a sec. What was the score for 2012? 58 to 31. Why do I not remember this? It was like the week before the the A&M game, I want to say. Somewhere, something yes, like that. Yes, it was the week before the A&M okay. game. It was played at That's the gym. probably why. Did I even we go? Surely I went. It was at, right after Virginia. It was sandwiched in between those games. I don't know why I don't remember you and that. Whatever. I mean, you don't have to remember it because Tech won it, so that's all that really matters. And then we went nine and three. What didn't go to a bowl game? What else? What else do we want to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you covered it pretty well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so last year UNLV to bring up some soreness on their side, they went four and eight. Their wins were over FCS Southern Utah, San Jose State. Remember them from 2012. Nevada and uh, Vanderbilt actually was their fourth win. Yeah, that's that's weird. They they lost to like Marcus State, San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State was good last year. Colorado State, Hawaii wasn't great last year, but I mean, they lost those games and then they beat Vanderbilt. So thirty four to ten in Nashville too. So that's uh, interesting. Vanderbilt's not exactly a powerhouse. Yeah, and we'll yeah. get to them in a little bit. Also. That Vanderbilt game had 20,000 fans at it in Nashville. So Was yikes. it during Thanksgiving, though? <laughs> no, it was October 12th. Oh, okay. And that's not Thanksgiving, right? Not. It might be Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. Okay. But. There's no such thing as Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know what dates are what dates anymore because this year has messed everything up. Yeah. But yeah, that 4-8 and eight season by UNLV last year was pretty standard by their standards, I guess, for how they've been the past few years. Since 2000, they've only been to one bowl game when they went to the Oof. 2013 Heart of Dallas Bowl and lost to North Texas. Oof. One bowl game. Man. Yeah. Tech fans complain about going to bowl games now. <laughs> <laughs> they've only been to one. Side note, uh, there is Canadian Thanksgiving. It is the second Monday of every October. Monday? Second Monday? I knew it was that time of year, though. I was close. Yeah, Who has Thanksgiving Monday. on Monday? What the hell Canada. is wrong with you, Canada? <laughs> Canada. And it's a celebration. It's a celebration of being thankful for what one has and the bounty of the previous year. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Who needs that? Canada. Uh, yeah, probably. So we. Uh, yeah, so UNLV was pretty thankful that after five straight losing seasons, they finally yeah, fired their head coach, Tony Sanchez. <laughs> Who is not Canadian. Who is not Canadian, so it doesn't tie in too well, but so just five, a little bit. You said five losing seasons? Yes. So the last five years, if we want to go in order really quickly, Please. 2019, we're going to go backwards because that's easier. Four and eight, 2018, four and eight, 2017, five and seven, 2016, oh, wow. four and eight, 2015, three and nine. I, they were also losing the year before that that got the last coach fired. They were two and 11. They hired him straight out of, he was a high school coach. 
in Oof. Las Vegas and they hired him as their head coach. Did they just look out the window for the first coach they saw outside? Uh, and hired uh, them? Apparently. Uh, I think the AD was like, the next motherfucker to walk through that door is the coach. He won six Nevada 4A state high school championships, though. That's so, I mean, crazy. I guess he was the USA Today High School Coach of the Year in 2014 and then they hired him in 2015. And it didn't go so well. Good Lord. Yeah. And I mean, again, that's who was just fired and who they just hired was Marcus Arroyo, who was the former University of Oregon offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Okay. So that sounds like a good hire. Oregon's had some pretty good offenses in the past. I'm not sure how far in the past until you get a really good Oregon offense. (laughs) But I mean, P5 offensive coordinator is probably not a horrible hire. Yeah, I'd take it if I were in their situation. I mean, where did he go? Well, he was coaching at Oregon. Okay. Uh, but he takes over a team that has, I wouldn't say has had better years, but I mean, probably not. Their points per game was 24.2, which is 97th in the country. Meanwhile, giving up 33 points per game, 108th, which is mm. um, both those numbers are not great. They're terrible. sound fun to watch. Yeah. Oof. This year doesn't they look suck. too much better for the Rebels. SP Plus has an expected win total at 2.6 wins. So they'll win two or three games this season is what's expected. Their offensive rank is 100th and defensive rank is 126th, according to SP+. Oh, my God. Man. So, okay. So pretty, pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. They, let's see. They play Iowa State. Floss. Oh, they had games against Cal and Arizona State, which are canceled because of uh, the Pac-12 is not doing out of conference games this season. So, so yeah, those two would have been losses too, probably though. So, I mean, they're two, 2.6 losses or wins. I mean, may even include SP plus thinking they might beat us, which is sad. Yeah. SP plus looking at their schedule, the highest win percentage that they have in any game is against Nevada. Who's ranked one tenth in SP plus, and it's a 41% chance. Ooh. So yeah, their bowl odds are 2.5%. (laughs) Jeez, what are ours? Can can you read ours real quick so we know? Yeah, so we'll talk about tech in another preview episode. But for their bowl odds, SP Plus has it as eighty three point six percent chance of making okay. another bowl, and a All right. seven point like, zero. I like those odds. Seven point zero projected wins. Okay, which well, I don't like that as great, so but much. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but I guess those seven wins are pretty much like chalk. Like those are actually going to happen. So. You know, within this hypothetical world where the games are actually happening. Yeah, but, true. Um, In our NCAA 14 simulations is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So jumping back to UNLV, offensively, they've got a few different quarterbacks to choose from. Uh, I don't want to list them off because they just would be random names. None of them are really all yeah. that recognizable. Hey, I happen to know the entire depth chart up and down. So I want to hear your thoughts, Nathan. Okay. Just kidding. So, so Q- QB number one is the one I like. QB number two can go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> Nathan curse. He never curses <laughs> on the show. Know once. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to have to bleep yourself. No, it's more so. work for me. I'm the one that gets punished by it. <laughs> All right. So we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but is there anyone on this team that we should be looking out yeah, for? Really? If there's one player to keep your eyes on, it's the running back, Charles Williams, who has a very generic name, but a not so generic performance. He was it sounds like an NCAA 14. Yeah. Player. <laughs> um, 
So he's a generic name, but not a generic running back. Yes. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that was the point okay. I was trying to make. I mean, <laughs> you hear it and you just immediately kind of forget it. But he was all conference last year in the oh. Mountain West and had over 1,200 yards. So, I mean, not bad. Not bad for a player yeah. on a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Charles Williams deserves better. Who? Oh, right. The running back for UNLV. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, to wrap up this a little bit really quickly, SP Plus gives Tech a 68% chance to win this game. Uh, That's it? Were well, you hoping for there's a, a lot of unknowns for Tech, too. Yeah. But, uh, Who yes, are quarterback? Yeah. Who that? That's okay. The there guy was... that you hate is going to be our quarterback. Uh, you don't. You don't even remember? Luke Anthony? Matt, remember? You, you, no, talked, was, you talked a lot of trash about Is him. his name too generic, too? <laughs> yeah john smith is our quarterback uh so you, so you think tech is going to win this game matt if it happens yeah for sure yeah for sure i think that i mean come on <laughs> i mean like okay now that i say that luke anthony will go in there and throw 69 interceptions and uh but yeah we're that would be this. impressive that would actually that would be I, yeah I would, that's a lot of passing attempts and he's not getting yanked from the game so he must be doing something well that's a, oh. that's a tech pissed off vegas again by betting against themselves <laughs> and we might not make it out of vegas if that happens <laughs> anyway uh yeah i think tech wins this game i know there's a lot of uncertainty going into the uh season not just talking about covid i'm talking about who's going to be starting where tech's going to win this game yeah i mean i agree i don't have any real any other comments really for this one evan you got anything i'm not so sure i mean wow. i, I, I want to say <laughs> that tech will win, but it's the first game on the road uh it's a long way away we're there's a lot of uncertainty with like are we even playing like What's training camp going to look like? Are our new players going to be able to be ready? I don't know what UNLV looks like as far as returning talent, but Tech is is replacing a lot of talent on defense, especially, and a new DC. Like, there's just a lot that could go wrong for Tech in in, in an on-the-road game uh, that far away. So I'm not so sure. I mean, I'd probably... I'd probably say that I'm like 50-50 that we win this game, but... Wow. Oh, but I'm also like 95-5 that the season's not happening for what it's worth. So we'll see. Maybe if I'm oh. wrong about that one, I'll be wrong about th- this game too. Well, you can just go straight to hell with <laughs> terrible predictions. We'll see if Evan makes another terrible prediction in our next matchup against Southern Miss. Uh, for the matchup history for this one, um, we have a one-game winning streak, and I think that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, we've only played here. them once, right? Yeah. I don't think we've yeah. ever played them before. I don't know. Let me DM Amik real fast. <laughs> Get him on the show. Yeah, last year Southern Miss went seven and six, with one of those six being Tech. By the way, they won over FCS, Alcorn State, Troy, UTEP, UNT, Rice, UAB, and UTSA. So just Kusa West, really minus Tech, is what I'm getting from that. Oh, they beat UAB. Well, that's embarrassing for us. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they swept CUSA West except for us. So that's fun. Um, and we swept CUSA West too, right? Yes. Uh, We didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, maybe we can pick up a meek in Vegas and just bring him back and have him suit up for this game. Well, what I, I, uh, I DM'd a meek and said, don't respond if you think we're better than USM. <laughs> and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, report back on that one. I'll let you know. 
<laughs> yeah, but one of the reasons why Tech beat Southern Miss last year is while they had a, a decent passing game, I guess it's hard, it's tough to say that, but they really had no rough <laughs> running game whatsoever. And even though they returned their quarterback, whose name we'll talk about in a second, they lost uh, top receiver Quez Watkins to the draft. Isn't that that dude that uh, Amik just like bodied in the first quarter? Is that him or was that another wide receiver they had? And I don't remember anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he. I mean, some so some wide receiver just got like straight, just like knocked the fuck out of the game by a meek. So yeah, but even though they they lose him, really the defense was the high point of Southern Miss last year. They finished the 14th in the nation in sacks and 55th in points allowed per game with 26.2, while scoring 26.6, which is 81st, which is worse than 55th. But I mean, all right enough to get to seven wins. Yeah, well, this is a this is a trickier game to pick a winner for. Yeah, especially uh, because they have a new offensive coordinator and someone whose name may sound familiar, Matt Kubrick. We talked about a couple weeks ago. Is that yeah, Stanley? The, is that Stanley Kubrick's son? Yes. Uh, he's also and no one really knows this about Stanley Kubrick's son. He's a tech quarterback from the early two thousands. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, who I guess I threw I guess ten I, ten touchdowns and ten interceptions in that I one. I guess I season had my eyes wide shut during that time a space odyssey yeah so <laughs> not again southern, <laughs> again southern miss does return quarterback jack abraham notorious trader and Boo. wide receiver another yeah. uh generic name tim jones yeah yeah that one actually does seem pretty generic they sp plus gives them an expected win total of 7.2 so pretty much the same where they were last year offensive rank of 95th and defensive rank of 73rd Oof. So both of those falling off a little bit this year. But again, that SP plus gives Tech a 41% chance to win. Interesting. And this game is in Hattiesburg, too, yes. where we haven't won for a while, right? Maybe We've never played there, I thought. <laughs> as far as I know, we've never once been to the state of Mississippi. No, we went there in 2011 when we when we beat Ole Miss. That was, <laughs> right. that was the only other time we've been there, though. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else. but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think Southern Miss is going to have a pretty good defense again this prove season. Uh, I mean, I would, <laughs> I, I don't want to see them prove it actually, but you know, they they had a strong year last year defensively, and Jack Abraham just isn't that good. I think I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe he's I safe. I think is really the best way to put it. He he throws high completion percentage rate passes wasn't really a hyphenated word, but he, he's okay at not turning the ball over. He's okay at completing passes. The issue is there's no downfield threat with him at quarterback. And if you don't have a running game, that really just means you defend the short to medium passing game and you have USM's number. And if you can do that, you're good. And that probably doesn't change too much this year. And so tech matched up well with them last year, but we do lose a meek and we lose uh, the guy who was picked right before him too. So yeah, Tech doesn't match up as well, I think, against Southern Miss this year as they did last year. Southern Miss returns their offense minus their wide receiver. So I'm picking Southern Miss to win this game. Gosh, it's it's tough because the same the same issues I have about week one, I have about week two. This game's also on the road. It's a it's a crucial con- conference rivalry game in week two on the road. And I mean, maybe we use the UNLV game to figure things out and tune up and get Luke Anthony or Aaron Allen or whoever's the starting quarterback, you know, acclimated and ready to go. I mean, we just 
don't have the same level of returning. I don't know. There's a lot to be seen, and this is a really tough game to have week two on the road, I think. Um, But because I just said all that, I'm going to pick Tech to win because why not? (laughs) So it's going to be a nail-biter, like a a 20-18 to finish. That's what I'm predicting here. Defensive struggle. Jack Abraham blows it at the last second. Matt, did you give your prediction? No. But can you predict what my prediction will be? You'll predict that Matt Kubert comes in at quarterback at some point. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, although that would be quite the strange love occurrence. Um, God damn it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Kubik, too, by the way, not Kubrick. <laughs> Just so, just so the listeners know, at least one of us knows that it's not Kubrick. Well, that. Nope, we're going to the next game. You lost your chance. The next game is. We are going to. We will beat USM. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We got. We got that. It's on the record so, now. So when we lose, we blame you. So Thank now you. I'm really excited to hear what you guys think about, um, you know, the new quarterback Trazon Conley taking over for Prairie View A and M. The next game. They've got Tony Mullins returning at wide receiver. He was one of their top threats last year. So, you know, I really think that this offense is going to be, you know, pretty, pretty potent, um, even though, you know, it's a SWAC team. So obviously we're going to be expected to win. Um, They weren't super great last year. Um, I've got some bad news, Evan. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, SP plus only gives Tech an 85% chance to win. That seems like pretty bad news to me. Yes. I mean, yeah. I hope. I hope you've got your full metal jacket ready. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid I don't have very shining news to give you. How many movies did this guy make? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my aching ass. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, not only do we have an eighty-five percent chance of winning, but we also have a zero percent chance of winning. Yeah, uh-huh. Evan. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news here, but the SWAC announced that they canceled all fall sports with the possibility of moving them to, to the spring. So Tech may not get that third win until April. Oh no! <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> wow. Strange. No, just kidding. Obviously, I knew that. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, the SWAC, it was rumored yesterday, and then they officially announced it, I think, about an hour before we're recording. So yeah, that that uh, that sucks. I mean, especially for those programs that rely on, you know, Tech was probably paying Prairie View at least $500,000 to come play us, I would think. So Oof, a lot of money. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that sucks. And, and those kind of schools normally go play like a like a Florida State or they play Alabama the week before the LSU game or whatever, you know, and and just get whooped up on for a million dollars. Yeah. Bring the the money value into it really quickly because I think it's worth doing this math now that we're talking about canceling games or the lawsuits that will go into trying to get these paychecks to these schools to keep them alive. So Tech was going to pay Prairie View A&M $500,000 to come play in Ruston, like you said. Uh, Tech only had one money game where they were traveling to another school to get paid, and that was Vanderbilt, and that's $800,000. So Tech not – if the season just playing gets canceled, Tech is out 
300,000 from these money guarantees, which is a lot of money, but not as much as I was kind of fearing going in. I yeah. bet there are programs yeah. that are in the $1 million, $2 million hole if like, seasons get I canceled. You, I guess you could say you had a lot of fear and desire. I'm just going to stop talking and let you run through all of them really quickly. <laughs> yeah, you want to just read right. the list? <laughs> just... No, no, I'm biding my time. <laughs> That is was that, that, was that another movie? <laughs> <laughs> Everything Matt says from now on, I'm assuming it's a Stan, Stanley Kubrick no. film. We just need to worry about going on our paths to glory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there are any film buffs out there, yes. you're really enjoying Matt's banter right now. What time is it? I need to check my clockwork orange. <laughs> oh, speaking man. Of, I, I can't even do a speaking of here. Yeah, the next game. <laughs> Speaking of oranges, Baylor uh, may not, have played in the uh, Orange Bowl at one point. I don't know. <laughs> may have played against Syracuse at one point. The Baylor Bears <laughs> are a Texas next opponent playing on the road in a the first game of a two-for-one where Baylor will eventually come to Ruston and play at the Joe. Yeah, so that's actually a good point about the about the money of all this, that if this Baylor game was just a, a straight-up money game, I'd be really worried because they'd probably be paying us a million dollars. but Seeing as how if if what you said is true and we were only gonna make three hundred thousand net profit this year from from playing games, I mean we would have planned as an athletic department for that budget. So at least, like you said, we're not depending on this Baylor money. Um, so if if the Big Twelve, which they haven't yet, but if the Big Twelve cancels their out of conference games, we're not gonna be hurting. Obviously, we want to play Baylor, so let's go ahead and pretend like we will. Yeah. And the teams have played before, even if they don't won't play this year. There have been six games played in the series. Tech has only won one of them in 1992. Yeah, it was a 10-9 to victory for Tech uh, in wow. Waco, which I want to know more about that game, but I don't know. We may have to look into that. Maybe we can watch that one. I don't think it's on YouTube. But Depending on how far no sports or no college sports last, we'll get to every <laughs> historic Tech moment in history in some form or another. Yeah, we may just be like reading the Wikipedia pages of of old tech football <laughs> teams on the podcast here in a few months. Have them get edited while we're reading them. Yeah. So last year <laughs> Baylor went eleven and three, which is a pretty good record for a Big Twelve school. Their only losses yeah. were to number ten Oklahoma, number six Oklahoma, and number five <laughs> this time a different school Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, they ended up number thirteen in the AP poll at number 12 in the coaches poll um after after the final or uh after the bowl games so i mean they're pretty good they they did lose their coach though so i'm interested to see what happens with that um matt rule went to the carolina panthers so replace riverboat ron heading to the washington football team to be named later yeah. yeah yeah baylor last year was defense heavy really nothing too special in the running or passing game but they got on the scoreboard enough to make it all worth it they scored 33.6 points per game and they allowed 19.8, which was Ooh, 27th man, and 19th. That's overall. really good. Yeah. 19.8 points per game. Wow. Yeah. But it, like you said, they have a whole new suite of coaches this year after losing their head coach to the NFL. The new head coach who will probably sound a little familiar to Louisiana sports fans is Dave Aranda, who was LSU's defensive coordinator last year. You yeah. Not recognize him because you're a fan of LSU, but just because he's on every I mean, if you're a college football, if you follow college football, you probably have heard his name at least. Another name you've probably heard of is the new offensive coordinator, Larry Fedora. If only for that last name, that's not very generic. 
who was the North Carolina head coach for a while. Yep. He was their head coach until uh, the 2018 season, I believe. And uh, then he was replaced by Mac Brown, another guy everyone's heard of. So yeah, one guy people may not have heard of is the new defensive coordinator, Ron Roberts. And that's because he came from a school that we'd like to pretend doesn't exist in ULL. He was their defensive coordinator last year. <laughs> you know, one name everyone's heard of. Is it their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, who returns to the program? Yeah. Is it Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> it's Spartacus. <laughs> Who's that? They haven't played anybody. <laughs> they have not. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, th- like you said, Nathan, they weren't extremely special offensively. I mean, they did enough to score 33 points per game, but it really seemed like when they played that elite talent, they, they weren't, they weren't as good as, as maybe they seemed on paper, obviously, you know, playing tech <laughs> in week four will be, you know, not playing Oklahoma, but, um, or Oklahoma again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, their quarterback is, is good. Charlie Brewer. He's, he's a dual threat guy. Um, but he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, but he does get hurt. So maybe who are they playing before us? <laughs> maybe Charlie Brewer <laughs> can, can be hurt. <laughs> That's a great thing to wish on someone. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't wish for him. Oh, they're playing Incarnate Word before us, so that's great. Well, they but <laughs> Ole Miss and Kansas in Kansas. That. So, but Ole Miss Where's Incarnate Word. It's in Sandy in uh, San Antonio. Why did someone yep. say Kansas? They also play Kansas. Oh, that school. The school yeah. that's in Kansas that's called Kansas. So hey, maybe they'll just be lulled into us into a sleep by Kansas and Incarnate Word, and then we'll come in and just like surprise them. Also, they play Oklahoma the week after us, so maybe we're in a little bit of a, a look-ahead situation where they're like, you know, hey, we just beat the crap out of Incarnate Word. We got Louisiana Tech on lock. Let's let's start preparing for Though that Oklahoma. Is a loaded, that is a loaded sentence, my friend. What? How, how so? A, I said that is a loaded sentence. We just beat the crap out of Incarnate Word. We got La Tech on lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, we're not Oklahoma. That's all I'm saying, all right? <laughs> Yeah, but so it goes on brand for me to pick tech to upset the P5 school every year. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it again right now. We'll see if this changes before the season starts, (laughs) but having incarnate word, then tech, then Oklahoma, even though it's not a big name school before tech, I think Matt has a point, or actually, I think it was you has a point about it being lulled into a bit. Okay. That was an easy game. We have one more easy game before Oklahoma. Yeah. Where if it was a trap game, obviously this is trap game. It comes between two opponents. Everyone knows this is a trap game. Then maybe not so much. Um, also, it looks like they start every uh, all four games on at home to start the year. Is that what I'm seeing? Um, uh, the first, first game is in supposed Houston. to be in Houston. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what they're going to do because obviously, you know, without fans, like why would you play at a neutral site in Houston? You could just move it to one of the campuses if we are actually having games. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to be decided still, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so you're um, picking tech to win. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I'm going to go against the SP plus that gives tech a 14% chance to win. And I'm saying that tech will pull out, pull it out in a squeaker. All right. So yeah, that 14% chance to win. I'm not loving. However, <laughs> September 26th, uh, is, or was Catherine and I's wedding day. Uh, it is not any longer because of, you know, everything going on we had to postpone that um so i'm gonna say tech 
makes me sadder than I already am on my not wedding day because I'm not getting married when I was supposed to and tech is going to lose as well. So that's my prediction. Matt, what do you think? Is Stanley Kubrick film for us here? Or, or... I'm afraid I don't. Um, <laughs> who's going to win, Tech or Baylor? Baylor. Okay. You see, September 26th is also National Public Lands Day, and Tech is a member of the Association of Public and Land Grant Universities. So hey. I think the stars are aligning, okay. and that will give right. Tech the boost it needs to beat Baylor. And hey, look, I, I do have one guarantee. I know we're talking about a lot of like what ifs, you know, we don't know if the season's going to happen. But on October 3rd, I can promise you that Tech will be doing exactly what the schedule says they should be doing. Regardless of COVID, regardless of whatever, the football team will have a bye week on October 3rd. So just book it 100%. I promise that is happening. You know, I don't promise that because if we're doing conference only, things get moved yeah, around right. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably find uh, a way to lose in our bye week is what I'm saying. <laughs> History. Oh, man. Coming out so, of the bye week, Tech <laughs> returns to the Joe to play UTEP. The team that Tech has beaten Wait. 13 times, lost to twice, and tied once. The last loss was in 2004. So yeah, Evan, you're right. It pretty much is another bye week. Yeah. I don't know why a, a couple podcasts ago or several podcasts ago, we said that the last loss to them was in 1940. I don't know why we said that, but we did lose to them in 1940 to be clear. But yeah, we, we also lost to them in 2004. So just to set the record straight for our past, you know, transgressions, I guess. Issuing a retraction, I think is. Yes. Is the <laughs> Nathan, go back and edit that podcast. You have to find it. I'll just bleep it. <laughs> Well, yeah, UTEP wishes that they could just go back and change their past because last year they went 1-11 with their only win over FCS Houston Baptist and only by two points. They barely beat them, too. It was oof. So how many teams are there in FBS football again? 130. Okay. So last year, both points scored per game and points allowed per game, they both ranked the same, 119th. They scored 19.6 and allowed uh, 35.9. Huh. Uh, Their offensive game plan was basically just to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then try to go over the top with passing plays. But neither of those really worked all that well. They got rushing yards, <laughs> but only by running the ball so often. And then yeah. on defense, they just couldn't generate a pass rush or really any other kind of defensive talent. And gave up nine of the ten fourth down conversion attempts attempted against them last year. Oh my god! <laughs> did, they, did they show up? They may not this year. They may realize they're, they'll lose anyway, yeah. so might as well not get COVID. Yeah, it's another good old fashioned QB battle, along with I think half the teams we've talked about so far. But their star running back, who I will let Evan pronounce the name of, will be back. Oh God! Uh, oh, I think it's I think it's Quadrez Wadley. Wadley, I think. I could be wrong about that, but um, is is Kai Loxley still going for their? I didn't QB, think so. The guy that got arrested for terrorism charges or whatever. If uh, not for that, uh, for something else. <laughs> um, like making terroristic threats. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He was suspended from the team for that. But that he got a year ago. He got reinstated though. He did get reinstated uh, for a number yeah, of Yeah, so I, I gun mean, charges too, and he had pot on him. Yeah, I mean. Wow. Yeah, quite so a, quite I mean action. they're coming off of 11 straight losses including losing to Rice at the end of last season um which I can't wait to get to Rice so Nathan can predict us to lose. Um yep. but uh yeah Tech Tech beat them 20 
or uh, 42 to 21 last season in El Paso. This season's in Ruston, so I'm expecting like a like a 48 to 10 kind of game. Even though I have no idea what Tech's gonna look like, so. Wow, you uh, really picked UTEP to win by 38 points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, SP Plus says that they're going to be even worse, 126th offensively and 129th defensively. It, they expect them to win 1.6 games, which is, I mean, I'm sure they've got an FCS opponent or maybe two on their schedule. So, ouch. And yeah, while, while SP Plus gave Tech an 85% chance to beat Prairie View A&M, the FCS opponent that we're paying, or we would be paying $500,000, it gives us a 93% chance to beat UTEP. So yeah, I, I'm going Bulldogs. Uh, even if we don't play the season, just go ahead and give us a win on uh, October 10th for that. Yeah, I agree. That's all I can say. Matt, you think we're going to lose? Let me tell you what the f- I think. <laughs> Is that also why. a name of the movie? No, uh, I just wanted to be dramatic for no reason. Uh, Tech's going to win this game. All right. The next up, again at the Joe, but this time a much tougher opponent, probably, in Marshall, the Thundering Herd. God damn it. The series favors Marshall 2-1 to one all time. Tech won their one game back in 1942. And we I don't talk about those other two games. games didn't happen. I'm pretty sure. I, I definitely, I passed through Huntington last year for some reason, but I, I don't remember why or yeah, what happened. To, having been to both of those games, I feel like I can't plausibly <laughs> deny them, <laughs> but yeah, uh, tech has not done great against Marshall historically, but there's not a lot of history there either. Despite the fact the two teams have gone back. I think Marshall's the oldest team in Kusa and tech is the second oldest or third oldest. Yeah, last year, Marshall, back in 2019, went 8-5. and five. They lost to number 24, Boise State, Cincinnati, and UCF in the bowl game in their out-of-conference schedule and a couple okay. other wow. teams in Cuso. Marshall's first season was 1895. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah this, this one's tough. I mean, Marshall, something's going on out there, though, right? I mean, they just... They just lost their starting quarterback to the transfer portal like last week or earlier. What's, what what day is it? I don't know. He left on like Friday of last week. So like who leaves in the middle of July for the transfer portal? That's super weird. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but Isaiah Green is transferring out. And he was like a sophomore that a lot of Marshall fans were comparing to Jamar where they were like, we we thought he was going to be great right out the, right out the gates, but he hasn't lived up to that hype, but he's still like solid-ish. So they're hoping that he's going to develop. But now he's just gone. So I don't know what they have behind him, but that could be a big story if something deeper is going on and there's like a reason why he transferred out at this late in the game. Well, even if not, Marshall's offense wasn't their bread and butter last year. That was it was a an all right offense that was the team was led by their defense. They ranked 89th in points per game and 47th in points allowed per game. So yeah. their defense was the strength of their team. They lose a bit from their defensive line, three of the top four starters, and only return one linebacker. And so that that really I think takes a toll on this team, especially so SP plus gives tech a 47% chance to win this game. And I oh, think wow. losing your starting quarterback and that's, that's pre Isaiah green transferring. I think losing the starting quarterback like that, even though it's before the beginning of the season and Hey, it's cool when the other team, before the other team playing tech <laughs> loses their starting quarterback, 
in this matchup. Uh, I think that's enough to swing the tide, and I think that Tech wins this game. You know who else? What else happened in 1895? Uh, what? Well, two things. Uh, Frederick Douglass passed away at the age of 77. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Thank you, Fred, for all you did. Yep. And ev- arguably the most famous baseball player in the history of baseball was born in 1895. That would be that guy that played for Tech in the 1900s, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Let's see. Babe Ruth? That's is it. it. All right, good. The um, candy bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the birth um, of the candy bar. So, I mean, I, I think the drawback to your theory about, you know, the starting quarterback leaving would help us if this was like the first or second game of the year, but it's, I think it's seven games in for Marshall. So whoever they have there will be firmly entrenched by that point. You would think to counter, I don't, I don't think it's a like catching people off guard kind of situation. I think it's a talent level leaving the floor or leaving yeah. the room. Yeah. No one says leaving the floor. So I think that's enough to, to swing it. <laughs> Not so much that it's catching everybody by surprise. Yeah. I mean, I think the the defensive starters losing three of those guys from the D line and, you know, four guys from the front seven, like that should have an impact on the run stopping ability like you had or like you said. But I don't know. It's tough because they were so good. They didn't lose their defensive coordinator or anything like that, did they? Not no, to my it's, knowledge. it's Brad Lambert. He's going into his second um, second year. He was he was Charlotte's head coach before a uh, dude that likes to take his shirt off uh, started there. So, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I just this one's at home. So that's different. I mean, Marshall's a long trip for tech and it never seems to go well the two times we've gone up there. So, I mean, I guess I'm with you. I think I think we can win this game because we will be far enough into our season to have our stuff figured out. And it's at home. So I, I like our chances in this game. What you got, Matt? We're going to lose our ass. As literally or? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, La Tech's not going to win this game. All right. All right. So yeah, one last thing to do before we wrap up the show, the tweet of the week, this week's tweet of the week, uh, was originally deleted and then reposted just so that we could give it the re the tweet of the week again. It's from <laughs> JC stands for underscore underscore. And it says since at La Tech sports can't tweet right now. Oh, by the way, backing up, you, uh, couldn't tweet if you were a verified account for a few hours one night this week because of some Twitter shenanigans with hacking and stuff. So they locked out all verified accounts. So at LaTeX sports couldn't tweet anything. So JC says, since at LaTeX sports can't tweet right now, they wanted me to announce that at LaTeX football <laughs> will be introducing powder blue uniforms into their rotation. And they couldn't say no. If that's what it takes to get these uniforms, I am for it. Hey, I'm, I'm down. Imagine. I wore my powder blue baseball throwback today. Powder blue top, white pants, white helmet with a powder blue LaTeX state tee. I'm here I'd, for it. I'd yeah. wa- I, I, would, I would enjoy that. Imagine if they sell those jerseys too. Oof. Oof. I would not want a would not want a football jersey. I would. I'll buy one. I already have two. So I might as well make a three. <laughs> I would like a Lady Texter soccer powder blue jersey. Ooh. I'd take that as well. Yeah. Thank you for soccer. listening to this week's episode of What We Would Buy from the Bookstore if only they stocked it. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter at, I don't remember what I just said, but our real Twitter handle is G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog where we sometimes post stuff, I guess. 
I'm eventually going to do part three of the history thing. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. That's at gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. Go Tech. Please don't die. Please. I should have said I'm Spartacus. That would have been pretty good, yeah. Hey, that was a year. That was a year. I'm, I'm glad you're learning your numbers, Matt. <laughs> hey, f*** you, Nathan. <laughs> That's fair. Uh... <laughs>